welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today, we once again have an amazing and super accomplished YouTuber on the show, in the realm of education, of course. And this gentleman has created a an amazingly successful YouTube channel called Blippy. So Blippy or Blippy TV is it's got uh, I believe 1.8 million subscribers, so it's massive, and it focuses on all these really cool things, all about early education. And the show was created in 2014 by my guest Stephen John, who is a creative entrepreneur with a background in brand development, digital content creation, and online marketing. And his goal was to bring positive emotions and memories to the act of learning. So he not only created the show or you know had the inspiration to create it but he also stars in the show and on the channel as this character and the character is really cool like you, you got to check it out for yourself uh, when you actually see but it's got this really it's a really kid-friendly character uh, that does this really cool voice and and I have a lot of questions for him because I've seen a bunch of the episodes about how he creates it and puts it together I also want to know who sings his intro theme song I have a suspicion it's him but we're gonna find out shortly so without further ado Stephen John welcome to the show Thanks for having me. I appreciate appreciate it, and yeah, look forward to chatting. All right, well, let's get right into it. So, first of all, tell us what was how, tell us your background before you even began the channel. Yeah, so basically, I was living in LA for about six or so years, and I was doing video creation and online marketing for clients. So, I create their non-union commercials, so it wouldn't be like Toyota or anything crazy cool like that. It, it would just be non-union commercials that I would shoot or I would get hired on as a producer or an editor or what have you. And then, uh, yeah, we would create those. I would develop websites. I would take those videos and uh, embed them on their, their websites or enable a YouTube pre-roll ad with them or I'd start PPC campaigns or uh, or just general SEO. So. Anywho, I did uh, a lot of online marketing and video creation when I was down in L.A. After living there for, uh, what was it? Yeah, like six-ish or so years, I moved back up to Washington State to buy a couple rental properties, which, you know, a lot cheaper than than L.A. You know, I just, you know, made enough money for a couple down payments and stuff. And that was my master plan was to start buying rental properties and, and and every month or twice a month, I would go down to L.A. because after living there full time for six years, I made enough connections to be able to still film on the weekends or what have you. But so while I was up in Washington, after I moved up there, being a landlord, I realized that I had a lot of extra time um, when I wasn't down in L.A. filming the commercials on the weekends. And my nephew, Hunter, who was two years old at the time, he was watching YouTube content, and um, it just wasn't that good. A lot of the content was 
was garbage. Not all of it, but a lot of it was. And so I just thought, huh, I wonder if I could make a, a show for him. And then, you know, looking at what he liked, like diggers and, and airplanes and animals. And then I just thought, well, I could create a show that incorporates all these things that he loves with learning. Because none of them were were educational. All of them were just like B-roll and background music. There was some, some great uh, shows out there and animated shows on just on YouTube, but there wasn't anything focused on the things that he liked. So it all so, be, it began yeah. as a as a creation for your nephew, and then now it's yeah. grown into this big phenomenon for for millions of kids. Tell also too, yeah. you're you're the star of the show, and yeah. you're really funny. Like you dance, like you're you're a good dancer. And is that was I right? <laughs> is that you singing the theme song too? By the way, no, that that's actually my buddy. I work okay. with a couple people that do music now, and. You know, I do sing, but I, I wouldn't say singing is my forte. <laughs> yeah. um, but I like to try, and obviously I like to try and get better at everything I do and, and all that. But, yeah, I do do star in it, and I do like to get my groove on in the show. It's just because I, I feel like I've never taken dance lessons, but I feel like I can move my body in funny ways, and so I think it makes kids laugh. <laughs> and then what about what about the acting? I mean, did how did you did you have a background in acting, or how did you take that character role on? It seems very natural. How did that happen? Right. Well, I mean, it's a weird story. You know, when I was brainstorming the show, I started to think like, okay, do I want to do animation and or do I want to do just live action or do I want to do a split and so anyway with limited money at that time I figured well why don't I just do mainly live action or live action to begin with and then maybe throw some animation in later so with live action being the the focus from the beginning I uh, just thought okay well I need a host and then I just started mocking up drawings and, and the first wardrobe was pretty goofy it kind of looked like a clown wardrobe and it had tons of colors on it and i think it had lightning bolts and polka dots and, and all of that but anyway so i went back to the drawing board after i realized like ah i can't look like a clown because um to, to get back to that i just thought okay business-wise and i guess the more you get to know me the more you realize that i I, I don't just think about creative. Like I feel like to to grow a business these days, you really have to focus on both. Or if you don't focus on on business and the creative, then it, you need at least you know another person to focus on the one you're not focusing on. Because it is you know a space that you if you just do creative, then from there someone's going to take advantage of you at some point on the business side or. So, anyhow, long story short, I, I just thought, okay, well, I'll be the the, the character. And, and how I, you know, came to justify that was just, you know, interacting with my nephew at the time. And, you know, I, I've always been the one to be at a, par- a birthday party for kids. And if all the other adults are standing around, like, I'm not afraid to, you know, play a game of tag or whatnot. You know, so I've always tried to be that that cool uncle to to my nephews and nieces and so you know no background but i just thought well maybe i'll be be the host that's awesome and then tell us i mean yeah. orange orange is a prominent color in your costume what was the rationale behind yeah. orange yeah yeah so after that that first outfit that i drew i then went back to the drawing board because i 
I realized I need to think more about branding and to be more uh, acceptable in, you know, the not saying clowns aren't accept, acceptable, but I just thought, you know, for brown, branding's sake, I need to go back to the drawing board. So I just looked into the study of colors, and blue and orange were my two top colors when it came to what they mean. Um, you know, blue is trustworthy, which I think is very important for for kids, you know, to feel like this character is their, their friend and, you know, they can go along with the journeys through the videos with this character. Then orange, you know, I just loved how, how it popped against blue and orange is a very creative color and that's one of the things that I loved as a child being creative be using my imagination and all of that so I just thought those two colors would be amazing and so I just thought okay let's have a base of blue and obviously the colors mean a lot more than just that but and then I just built on that and I thought okay what could I look presentable in and not look like a doofus. <laughs> and uh, what what would a child look adorable in if they ever wore a costume of it? So uh, that's how that yeah the looks looks came about. Yeah. So tell us about your now. So now you you got the idea. You start building this channel, and it sounds like you you were targeting content relevant to your nephew. Who I assume must have been pretty young. And when did it mm-hmm. start? I mean, this thing is huge now. It's got to be one of the yeah. biggest in terms of education content channels. It's got, it's one of the biggest or on the larger side that that I've seen. I haven't seen yeah. many more in in this realm. So, when did that start happening? When did it start kind of really yeah. starting to take off? Yeah. So, uh, in 2014, January is when I launched the channel. Uh, I you know did brainstorming and drew the wardrobe and brainstormed the name and trademark searches and stuff for months before that. But January 2014 is when I opened up the the channel and I think I published the first video <laughs> and that's from crazy. there I think it that's yeah, only that's yeah, only so what four for yeah, not four, even four years four and a, oh four uh, and a half you're right yeah four and a half yeah right. but it, it's crazy because you know now it's at a point to where you know there's flippy there's flippy toys there's flippy espanol mm-hmm. um so you know there's a few channels and yeah I think we're coming up on four billion views now and with all the subscribers combined and and I think it's maybe like four million or something. Um, anyhow, but but yeah, like that first year, I think it took me to. I think it took uh, a year to get roughly a million views. I'd have to look at the analytics, but you know, like a million to four billion is is you know a, a huge difference. But in that first year, like it's very hard, you know, to get a million views let alone within a year. And I just felt like, whoa, this is a pretty quick onset. Um, right. You know, and you can't support yourself. And I, I had to drop everything. Like, I, I stopped accepting um, jobs down in, in L.A. just because I was so passionate about the project. And so, yeah, it's a quick onset. I think it took uh, a year to get a, a roughly a million views. And, and where were and, you in, in a year? Where were you in subscribers? Uh, huh. Let's see. I I have no idea. I I'd have to look, but you know, typically like one you get maybe like one subscriber out of a, a thousand views or or something for children's content compared to like content for adults. I mm-hmm. think it's more so along the lines of a hundred views per subscriber. And this is just a 
very general um, estimate of what people get. So, um, so based so. on so based on that, you had you would have just had a thousand subscribers by the end of the first year. Correct. Oh my God! Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then, so what? Like, do you do? You, can you pinpoint or along the way? Like, when did it start having an explosion in subscribers? Like, what do you think was the 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 piece that started really connecting with with people? Or was it maybe just always good and so, something random that you can't you had no control over suddenly got the word out? Right. Right. I I think um, there was no one thing or one video or one marketing technique that I did, I think if I were to, was to really narrow it down, I would say word of mouth, you know, the, the branding aspect of it in a way of like children, when they see the content and they watch it, they really enjoy it. I feel, um, and they continue to watch it and they don't like it for a week or two. And then they drop off. They, they continue to, to watch it. They become, you know, digital friends with this character of Blippi and, and then they, you know, I continue to upload new videos. So they feel like they're, they're getting new, new content. And, and I really feel like, you know, the support from, from the parents being able to help the child at the beginning, get, get them on the, the tablet or the phone. And, um, and then obviously the YouTube aspect, the algorithmic based, uh, marketing of, you know, if they start watching it, then they'll probably start seeing more of it pop up. But in general, I think it was mainly just, it, it was all organic. I think I've spent $300 on advertising um, when it comes to like YouTube or YouTube pre-roll ads. And that was in 2014. And, and I, I just had $300 free of <laughs> YouTube ads, which, um, you know, it, is good, but it's not like it gave me a bump or anything like that. So it's all been organic, and it's you know super crazy how That's... it's just yeah. Like my dad at year two was like, oh, why don't you? Because I was filming at Silverwood. I remember this. I think year two, and my dad was like, oh, you should just have someone there, you know, passing out stickers as you're filming and stuff like that. And I told him like, and this is after maybe like at this point, 5 million views or 10 or something. And I just told them like, yeah, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the big picture, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make this uh, worldwide thing and in a brand. And I, I just don't know if that would really, because I think I was really relying on other people um, and, you know, nothing against my dad suggesting that, but I really think that if you have a really good product, you're passionate about it, and your your viewers or your listeners or your your buyers or whoever it is, no matter what kind of brand it is, no matter what kind of product, no matter you know if they're passionate about it as well, then from there the organic marketing of it is just gonna make it explode and and all of that. So I just, love yeah. hearing that because that's <clears throat> that's yeah. literally what what I hope to believe and, uh, for, for everything that I'm doing in education too. So that's awesome. Totally. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hope that's the case for as, as I go on this journey as yeah. well. So that's so cool. So tell us about in terms of, I know, uh, uh, different YouTubers have different collaborative projects and things like that. Have you done any co- notable collabor- collaboration projects with other early education YouTubers? Um, let's see at the, I think year one or year two, I, I collaborated with 
there's a couple people. So Brain Candy TV. Oh yeah, we uh, inter- I interviewed yeah. Brain Can- uh, founder of Brain Candy yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. We stay in touch, and then I think uh, also year two, Debbie Do. She's also on on YouTube, and there's actually a she did a really cool project. Um, I think it was 2014, 2015. Um, she got a bunch of us YouTubers at the time to be in a video about uh, space. All right, there's a song, but anyways, we all recorded green screen because. Um, bring candies up in in uh, Canada. Bounce Patrol was also in the video there in uh, Australia. Debbie Do, I think she may be in Australia as well. I'm in United States, and you know we were all recording green screen um, for her to compile it into her video, and you know that was super cool. Um, so it's been fun journey collaborating, and, and now we're we're talking with uh, multiple other people and. Um, I stay connected with Little Baby Bum. You know, people see see us and Little Baby Bum promoting each other. They're, they're really, really cool and very supportive, all of that. Um, yeah. And then, then and here's one other person not to name drop, but, uh, you know, I've been a, a fan of hers and my girlfriend's been a fan of hers, but Superwoman. Um, I don't know if you know super. She doesn't do ed- education per se, but she's a big YouTuber, and you know her nephew loves Blippi, and she's just like, oh, let's do long form content, and so it's just cool seeing like the doors opening and getting support from from many people, and me being able to support other people, you know, like the people that I I love their content, and I can tell that they're passionate and they're not doing it for the wrong reason because I believe content and a product, you know, like like we just talked about, it comes down to. The, the product and the people creating the product, no matter what it is, they have to be passionate about it. And, you know, and then from there, like, I'm, I'm all going to go for supporting people that love, to, that love what they're doing. Yeah, very cool. So, so, so now yeah. I'm sure with the reach that you've had, you've had a lot of your followers, uh, watchers, fans, reach out to you and talk to you about maybe parents that have talked to you about the impact that your content is having on their kids. Can you, you know, it's probably been so much, but in terms of some notable things that you may hear over and over, what are those things in terms of gaps that kids often have maybe in school or working with their parents that your channel is able to fill and it's able to fill on a routine basis? Right. Um, one one crazy one that I feel, you know, and I don't know if it's just this, you know, thing that happens in these children's lives at this age or, you know, and, and I'm not an expert in, in autism, but we get a lot of parents saying that their child and many other things as well. But this is one that I just think anytime we get it, I'm just like, is this like real? Am I doing this or is this, but a lot of parents with autistic children that um, some are, are nonverbal and the ones that, I mean, even when they're autistic or whatnot, it, it apparently helps them with all, all their problems that they do have. And, you know, every autistic children or child is different. And, but when the, the nonverbal ones, you know, parents will write emails that are, you know, so long and, They'll explain how they they swear by Blippi that Blippi is helping them speak, and now they're speaking. And to me, I'm just like mind blown. Of like, is you know, I don't. So so I don't think about it too much because it's like 
I, I'm not the one to be able to determine if Blippi's actually helping these children speak. But when I get get those, and they're saying Blippi's the one that, you know, because they watch it, then they say the words with me of what I'm saying. And, you know, it's just super, super crazy when we get those type of emails. Um, and then a lot of children, you know, when they watch the, the shows, um, even just children that aren't autistic, let's say, you know, there might be a child or a bunch of children that don't like to go outside. And, you know, I'll hear from someone through email that their, you know, child um, didn't didn't like going outside or, you know, and then, because I like to try and also get children to go outside and do things. And, and you know, that's not, not good for every child. You know, a lot of ch- children like to stay inside, and that, that's totally fine, but... There's, there's parents that just say, you know, my child was afraid of sand and they just hated the feel of sand and they were afraid to go on it. So their whole family couldn't go to the beach. But then after I made the beach video, then from there, their, their child loves to go on the beach. And it's just crazy hearing like even that, those type of things of, (laughs) we actually just got tweeted the other day of, uh, what. I don't know what video it was, but I think I eat a vegetable and I, I say, you know, like, Oh, I love vegetables. You know, they're, they're so tasty. And, you know, I take a, a bite of a vegetable and stuff. And um, we got tweeted by a parent saying like, I, I tell my child to eat vegetables for three years now. No luck. Blippy takes one bite and my child's favorite food is broccoli or something uh, like that. And it was just, yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's, that's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so yeah. now if people are listening yeah. and they haven't checked out your channel yet and they want to check out your channel content, where would where can they go? Where, yeah. where do you suggest they start? So I would say that the two main platforms for the video are YouTube and Amazon. So you just search Blippi, B-L-I-P-P-I. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll pop right up. And then also you could, you know, search on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that as well. Should just pop right up if you just type in Blippi. <laughs> but YouTube, all the videos are there. Amazon, not all of them are there. So, yeah. Got it. And YouTube would be a good place. All right. So, guys, yeah. if, if yeah. you are listening and you hear that and, well, you missed it, a podcast you can rewind and write it down but if you don't want to do that and you want to check it out in the show notes go to scalarlearning.com and all the information will be in there in the podcast section for this episode and if you haven't checked out our youtube channel yet make sure to do that go to youtube and search for scalar learning we've got all sorts of sat math content up there live stream every wednesday where i cover five sat math problems to help you prepare for the upcoming sat whenever you are taking the next one and check back as well for our new latest in math music videos. We got a new one coming out on imaginary numbers very shortly. So make sure to check back for that. That one's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. And that is it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for joining. Make sure to check back every Monday for new episodes from the podcast. And I will see you all next time. Take it easy. Scale